superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Draymond Green got ejected uh, from a basketball game again. What is your major malfunction? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And now Green runs over Nurkic, and he'll be called for the foul. Ooh, oh, man. What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needs help. Earlier on the show, Bengals running back Joe Mixon, host of Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Coming up, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, uh, yes. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We're going to have Chris Mannix on the program shortly. We'll take your phone calls. i got a top five most intriguing games list to get through before I hop on a flight to uh, Indianapolis for Steelers and Colts on NFL Network. Kurt Warner and I will be in the booth together um, in Lucas Oil. So I'm always I'm always on the 50 yard line in Lucas yeah. Oil Stadium in an actual suite. Op, I'm going to be on the other side of the field this oh, time. Nice. Oh, in the booth. That's well, right. I mean, we create our own booth in a suite yeah. for the combine. That's this right. one's going to be the actual booth. So, uh, rock and roll. I love that stadium. I don't get the pond. I finally get the pool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? You were never in the real booth. That's right, because it's all the 40s on that side. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Mike. Well, you know, look, you, you <laughs> yeah, haven't been around. I've been around. I, around, I, you know? I mean, I did a lot uh, of those. Come on. been around a long time. Come on. <laughs> uh, by the way, Jonathan Taylor has just been ruled out for that game. Yep. He will not be back, so it'll be Zach, the Zach Moss show. I need him next From the week. running back. Uh, yeah, that's your fantasy stuff. It's kind of funny how everybody just, it's we're, everybody's talking about fantasy, and I'm sure all these players are like, what do I they care? don't Get care. They do not care. No, they don't not Unless care. they're playing. You know, some, some players do play fantasy. I'm, I'm sure they the do. Majority of them do. Uh, I I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Really? You don't think? I don't know. Well, uh, the most famous story, right, is Chris Cooley scored three touchdowns, but he was playing against himself. No, he need- in a playoff game. I remember that. I guess he doesn't care about that. Yeah. MJD as well. I know he was big. Yeah. Um. So this is one of the wildest NBA stories because it involves star players and it involves the uh, the play-in tournament. I mean, the, uh, the in-season tournament, yep. and it involves, um, I guess, personal player traditions, and it involves team security, and it involves the game ball. Who knew the game ball? We know about game balls in the NFL, right? Yeah. And so the game ball in, uh, in last night's Pacers-Bucks game was – was uh, uh, a major source of contention. I don't even know how to unpack this story. <laughs> where, where, do we, where do you want to start? You start? I, I'm sh- well, I guess it's got to start with the in-season tournament semifinal that the Bucks lost to the Pacers. Okay. And Tyrese Halliburton makes the, the essential game-sealing shot and points to his wrist. And Damian Lillard is on the losing team. Yep. And after that game, Lillard's like, you know, hey, 
kind of be careful. Be, you kind of stay humble, but right. I, I respect him. And yep. and um, I don't think the Bucks really did respect Tyrese Halliburton. And last night, Giannis was coming in hot. See, I think he even threw like a he threw a an, shoulder, a shoulder into, yeah. in, into Halliburton last night. Yeah. And uh, sweet old sweet old Giannis was bringing his A plus plus game, and he was he showed up angry Oof. last night. Yeah, he did. And he dropped 56, 58 on him at some point, and then and then was out of the game because it was a blowout. And there was some chippiness where he got fouled hard, and his brother was about to come off the bench. He but, was losing his mind. Well, he, was, he was kind of like, oh, hold me back, but, you know, I'll hold myself back. You know, I'm not really going out there. I'm just, what was he going to do? But <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to find out either. It got chippy, and then, but it got close. So Giannis comes back in the game and winds up scoring 64, which is a franchise record. And you could see in the video uh, a team security guard from or uh, a guy who's in i guess he's one of the big doms if you will <laughs> uh, of, of the bucks yeah. uh goes and grabs the ball from the referee because Giannis apparently for big game balls in his career sends them to his mom and it's important to him and he franchise record and he this is a big moment for him but then there's seemingly Giannis after the game is now on the Pacers' side of the floor. Now, normally these guys just leave the floor. And he's barking at the Pacers and Halliburton, who seems to be holding the game ball. And essentially, there's a player on the Pacers, a rookie. What's his name, guys, again? His, Great question. He, <laughs> he scored. I don't think you want me to pronounce he's, it. Go ahead. He scored his first point of his career in this game. And they wanted the game ball because the Pacers in their, I guess, tradition is to give the game ball to anybody who scores their first career point in the game. And they want, so they took the game ball. His name is Oscar. And then, and she, we, and the crazy thing is, is I'm sorry. The crazy thing is, is that Oscar T. It's not his first career point. It's his first recorded career point. Right. Because his first career point was his one point that he scored in the Pacers' in-season tournament finals loss to the Lakers. But those games are like the play-in tournament yeah. games. They don't yeah. count anywhere. Yeah. They're just in the They're ether. They're just in the ether. Yeah, they don't count. So this is his first recorded point. Yeah. And it was a fight for the game ball between the Pacers wanting to do that for their guy and Giannis wanting the ball for his big night in the history of his career in the Bucks. And Giannis thought the Pacers took the game ball and he ran into the tunnel like gangbusters. Can you imagine somebody that size running after you? And they yeah, started no, yelling no, each other yeah. in the tunnel. He had someone dragging him, one of the Bucks people. It's crazy. Jersey, trying crazy. to hold him back. Did no good. <laughs> so like Earl Campbell. This is Rick Carlisle of the Pacers, the head coach of the Pacers, after the game describing what the hell's going on. What happened at the after the game was uh, was unfortunate. There was there's a misunderstanding about the game ball. Um, 
it was Oscar Shibwe's first NBA official NBA point. So we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record. So we grabbed the ball and um, a couple of, a couple of minutes later, several of their players ended up in our hallway. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs by one of their players. Um, and so he certainly has a bruised, bruised rib, and <clears throat> who knows, you know, if it's anything more than that. But um, unfortunate situation. We don't need the the official game ball. There's two game balls there. Um, you know, we could have taken the other one, um, but it didn't need to escalate to that. <laughs> There's two game balls. Should it? Oscar Shibway needs one, and so there's another one. So take that one, and it's you know, Giannis. How did it, if 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 the Bucks security guy had it? How did it wind up with the Pacers? Like we need another two minute report. Yeah. yeah. This is Giannis after the game last night. I really don't know. I don't know. I have a ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Um, like I can, I can tell, you know, from um, I played, what, 35 minutes a day. You know, I know how the, the game ball felt. I've never seen this before. I feel like you can, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't even, I'm not even going to comment on that. It's, I don't know if I have the game ball, to be honest with you. Uh, and that's what you, you thought they had the game ball. That's why you ran after them in the tunnel. I knew they had the game ball. I don't, I didn't think I have, they had the game ball. I knew they had the ball. I mean, this is like, this, this can we get a possession arrow involved here? I mean, Giannis also said he doesn't have the game ball from the NBA Finals game six. Doesn't know where that is. The one that he dropped a 50 piece and they won the championship. That's the, he says he doesn't have that one either. Yeah. But a couple things that are, 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 are new to me here. First of all, didn't know there's two game balls. No, like, but never. but you have to figure there is. Yeah, because they like, don't use are, one ball the whole game. game. They, you see that? I don't know. I, I thought, thought know. they did. <laughs> No, I don't know, but it's and 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 it's kind of like every quarterback knows when one's busted out of the box and when it's new, which yeah. is why every NFL quarterback wants their own football, which happened years ago, yeah. when Manning, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady and Hasselbeck at the time went to the NFL and said, "Funky things are happening with two minutes to go. I'm getting a slick football placed in my hands on the road." by the home team that was in charge of the footballs. Crazy yeah. stuff was happening. So Giannis, it makes sense that he would know if something's new. It so, sounds like he got the second game ball. Mm. And Oscar Shibway got Giannis's 64-point actual game ball. And if the Pacers knew it and they're just like, we don't know what's going on. We, oh, hey, we're oh, just doing it for weird, Oscar. Yeah. The big O. They're big O. <laughs> you know, and... and, and <laughs> You know who I think is loving this, even though um, they don't want a general manager to get an elbow in the ribs. They don't want, you know, Giannis running after people in a, in a tunnel. Adam Silver? But, yeah, man, like, when they came up with the in-season tournament, there's a lot of this confusion. did they think no. it would cause yeah, exactly. bad blood about what happened in it residually when the season Regular season would begin again. Yeah, you couldn't. I Did they think that yeah. would happen? It would create and because the Bucks and the Pacers play twice more. Yep. I think in the next couple of weeks too. I have but a script here, and that now was not that's <laughs> that's what they want is that the in-season tournament and you know pointing to your wrist 
creating bad blood and knocking out the Bucks in the in-season tournament would lead to Giannis showing up angry in the next game <laughs> so mad. and then dropping 64 on him and then being so angry thinking they're pulling shenanigans with the game ball and what he normally sends to his mother. You're messing with his mother. That's his mom, man. Mrs. Antetokounmpo needs her son's basketball. Yeah. They play, they play back-to-back games on January 1st and 3rd. Oh, baby. So what I'm saying, like now, and so the in-season tournament is now creating bad blood between two teams. That's fun. Turning Giannis into Warren looking for his baseball? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Bring some beans. Wow. Has anybody seen Giannis's basketball? <laughs> you know, the great thing, I don't know if it's great. For years, everyone was getting on the NBA about these players are too friendly and they, they like each no. other too much and blah, blah, blah. Now you're starting to see, you know, we got a little friction. Yeah. And then on Is this top what you it, want? Are you yes. not entertained? No, this and you is know what, what I want. Too? The Lakers are going to raise a banner. Yeah, <laughs> they're raising a banner. No, Chris, don't do the Oshis because you were one of the biggest proponents of this end season tournament. What a banner! You, you loved it, and now the Lakers want to get a banner. You know what You're they're like, doing? Oh. You know what the Lakers are doing is they're raising a one. completely Two, different. One. No, 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 no. Put but, the years on it. They use. They're yeah. raising yeah. a different piece of cloth, and they'll just add the years. And to they're going to add extra years to it. If, or in their case, they think when <laughs> they win yeah. the end season tournament forevermore, there's going to be a specific banner. I can see that. The, so the N, the NBA in creating the in-season tournament. Hey, do you want it to matter? Yeah, of course yeah. we do. Do you want players to get into it? Yeah. Absolutely we do. Do you want a rising star in the league to get a spotlight thrown on him that otherwise wouldn't in Tyrese Halliburton? For yeah, sure. we do. Do you want it to mean so much to the players that it would create a bad blood feud once the games began again in the regular season? Absolutely. Would you want the Lakers to win it? We wouldn't say that out loud, but sure, we'll <laughs> take that. Do you want the Lakers to raise a banner with it? Absolutely. What a raging success right? the you in-season know they, tournament they, is. They wanted either the Celtics or the Lakers to win this going in. You and you know, we're not, we're not the, you know, talk about things just because they're, you know, uh, on the wrong side of propriety. But <laughs> there was a battle between the Pacers and the Bucks. Those are good games. And and part of it is the bad blood that occurred in the in-season tournament playoff. Yeah. Holy cow. Also, last night, Giannis kind of had a breakaway dunk when he didn't really need to score and really flexed and yelled, and that didn't help either last night. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> Let's sneak in a phone call before we get to uh, Chris Mannix right here uh, on the program. Jared in Las Vegas will take your call. What's up, Jared? Thanks, baby. Hey, Rich, how's it going? What's up? Uh, I just wanted I wanted to say, you know, that uh, you're completely wrong on the, uh, the the fumble rule. I'm with Brockman. My man. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you have to. You have to suffer the ultimate penalty when you fumble the ball. The ball is everything. Possession of the ball is what the game is all about. Right. You so then what? It, you should serve ultimate penalties, and that includes even if you're on the doorstep about to put the game away for the Super Bowl. I don't care. We all know we all know what the deal is. The deal is the ball. Two things, George, Jared. Jared, two things. Two things. First of all, text in the mail. How dare you? <laughs> okay. How dare you call into this program and say you disagree with me and agree with Chris Brockman? What is the matter with you, Jared? That's number one. <laughs> number two, what if you say that uh, possession means everything, then why do you give the ball back to the offense anywhere in the one hundred yards in between the pylons if it goes out of bounds? Why, why? I don't agree with I don't agree with that either. Oh. I feel like the ball goes out of bounds. 
then it should go to the defending team. So then a defensive the then it then a defender the doesn't even the defender doesn't even need to recover it then. Why does the defender any ball that's on the ground just slap it out of bounds? You want to see that? Because that's the unintended consequence of your rule. You want to see that? I you want to see ball I, slapping? I, Jerry, is that what you want to I, see? Balls. You don't see enough of that I in Vegas? Hey, I know. But there's also there's also that ability to happen all the time. For instance, a team is backed up against their own end zone. Do they not slap the ball out of the end zone to save seven? I think KJ Wright did that once. Slapping, he got penalized. Slapping. He didn't. He didn't. But he should have. Thanks for the call, Jared. I appreciate that. He was making such a salient point, and he believed in it so badly he did not hear my off-colored yeah. uh, remark. Well, but you, you KJ Wright once batted out of the end and zone. He should have gotten penalized. He should have gotten yeah, penalized, right. and he wasn't. And that was also that screwed over the Lions big time on a Monday night game, big time, yep. big time. But that is a penalty intentionally hitting out of bounds. But I with him. Any fumble out of bounds, boom, defense. Okay, let's take a break. Chris Mannix is going to join us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk uh, some more association with him. Let's do it. All right, Chris Mannix. Uh, well, joining us on a, a Zoom, is he, is he taller than he appears in the Zoom as well? Oh. As a, like he's in person? It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, Chris. How are you, sir? I'm good, Rich. I'm glad that you are here to explain to me. Uh, do you have the game ball? Did you take it to Phoenix <laughs> from last night? Do you have Giannis's game ball, Chris? What the hell was that? 
What was that? That was that was an aggressive reaction from Giannis Tendacumpo. I mean, Giannis has accomplished a lot in his career. He's a former MVP, an NBA champion. He's put up incredible individual statistics. For him to react that way over a game ball that recognized his 64th point or 64-point game, it, it just made no sense to me. My reaction was similar to the reaction of Tyrese Halliburton. If you looked at him in that moment, he's kind of looking at Giannis and probably thinking the same things I just said to you. Like, why, oh, why do you want this particular game ball? But you know, for whatever reason, Giannis wanted it. Well, I mean, it's uh, a personal best. It's a Bucks best. And apparently he sends game balls to his mom. Like, apparently that's, that's, well, the, that's the drill. Yeah, that's, and look, I, I'd be the, the comment he made afterward that stuck out with me was that he doesn't have the ball from game six of the NBA <laughs> finals. Like, that's the ball that I would want, not, you know, an individual achievement in a relatively meaningless regular season game. Well, I guess that, that that's also my point, too, uh, that I just made is the NBA, you know, obviously we'll look into this, but deep down, they got to be thrilled that the in season tournament has created bad blood that's spilled into the rest of the regular season. Like this apparently comes from Halliburton's Dame time moment after hitting the game sealer against the Bucks in the semifinal in Vegas, and uh, and they came in hot last night the Bucks against the Pacers. Yeah, they're the 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 bad blood between these two teams has been brewing. And look, part of that is what happened in the in season tournament. Part of it is kind of a rise in Indiana over the last couple of years. I mean that in season tournament. One thing it. Uh, showcased was that the Pacers are for real. They have been a team on the rise for really the last three years, two and a half years since they got Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton's playing at an MVP level. And, you know, the intensity of that semifinal game uh, was playoff-like. And, you know, if these two teams ever wind up meeting down the line in a postseason series, I think you'll you'll have some spiciness attached to it. Uh, so uh, just some other curious questions here. Um, and then we'll get to the other, uh, I guess, clearly more uh, serious matters at hand. How many basketballs are used in an NBA game? How many are there? So, so before a game, the the uh, the referees and I believe two of the players, you know, selected players, effectively pick out two balls. Like there's a rack of balls that gets rolled out for players to warm up with uh, before the game, halftime, all the stuff you see you know, over the course of a game, two of them are selected before the game that are to be used for as game balls. One is obviously put into play right away. The other is on standby in case there's an incident involving blood or, you know, some other, other issue with the ball. So there are two balls that are defined as game balls. Clearly Giannis won the one that was in play. Uh, and Rick Carlisle said after the game, look, we don't necessarily need the one that was in play. Just give us one of the game balls to honor our rookie's first career point. So th this felt like a situation that probably could have been easily diffused with a little more conversation and not an altercation. And how often does the second game ball get used? Have you ever seen something like that? Like I don't what? see it happen all that often. When I see it happen, primarily when I see it happen is if, there, if blood gets on a ball, uh, right? So, yeah. you know, if you have a guy that gets cut, a little bit of blood gets on the ball, they're not just going to wipe it off with, with a towel, they're going to, you know, basically take it out of circulation, at least for the rest uh, of that game. That's primarily when a second ball comes into play. All right. 
That's, these are fascinating things to me. I never, I never, like, honestly, I, I saw that last night. And when I heard about Giannis wanted the game ball, I thought to myself, they can't have only one basketball in an NBA arena. I mean, you just watch these players warm up. There's 50 of them out there. You and know? Rich, like, they're 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 all the exact same ball. Like it's it's not like there are two <laughs> balls that are different than the other balls that are played. They are quite literally the exact same <laughs> basketballs that are rolled out there on the rack. I think it's like six across, four down. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to a former ball boy, Rich. So I, I have a deep knowledge of the <laughs> basketballs <laughs> in an NBA arena. They are the exact same. They're all the exact same that are put out there. So when Giannis says it didn't really feel like the one that uh, we were playing with, yeah. that doesn't really line up with kind of what I know about the game. I was about to say, so are you speaking as an NBA insider right now, or are you speaking as a former ball boy? Right now, Chris. A little bit of both. Okay. I'm tapping into both That's of my fantastic. knowledge. <laughs> so I guess now that leads to my last question, I swear, and then we will move on. Uh, was the ball boy last night like freaking out? Was there was there some young ball boy last night in that arena just freaking about a basketball, Chris? Probably probably yeah. not because, you know, once, you know, you saw the, the, the security director for the Bucks immediately go and get his hands on one of them. Yes. Um, in in that moment and again speaking as a former ball boy in a situation like that where i am a teenager making like 50 bucks a game i'm staying the hell away from that i want no part of whatever's going on between Giannis and the indiana pacers chris mannix here former ball boy senior writer for sports illustrated or were you a senior ball boy should i should i i got the senior ball boy when you get when you get to your senior year of college you're still a ball boy that's your senior ball where was this where was this this was in boston for uh almost 10 years in the garden uh, I never got into the old garden. I was the first uh, first year of the new building. Oh, really? Okay. Did yeah. you did so? Did you who? Did you ever have like a run in with anybody at any point in time as a ball boy? Oh, uh, we could do. We'll we'll have to do this the next time, Rich. There's a lot of ball okay. boy stories I can okay. tap into. Okay, very good. Sure. All right, we'll now in fact move on. All right. So <laughs> what what, what do you know about the decision to give Draymond Green an indefinite suspension by the league? So. The NBA's thinking in all this is that they don't believe that just giving Draymond a set number of games is going to make any kind of impact. And they're basing that on very recent history. They've suspended Draymond Green four times in effectively the last nine months. They suspended him for five games just a month ago. So the NBA you know, came to the conclusion that just giving him a defined number of games where he doesn't have to work towards anything. He doesn't have to show them anything. He just has a date where he's allowed back on the floor, and that's that. They decided that wasn't working. So in making this an indefinite suspension, they're putting benchmarks on this. You know, I don't know specifically what they're going to ask Draymond Green to do, and it is muddy waters to kind of wade into you know, making mental health decisions, making emotional health type of decisions. But the NBA is going to want to see some things from Draymond Green before they allow him uh, back on the floor. That's why it's my belief, and this is more just a belief than anything the NBA is telling me at this point, you're going to exceed 10 games Mm. with this suspension before we ultimately see Draymond back on the floor. Any idea how uh, Green is taking this? You know, I've had some short conversations, text conversations with people around him. Um, I I would imagine he's frustrated by the indefinite suspension. But, 
I think he's going to do what he has to do to get back on the floor. I mean, look, Draymond knows that what he did was completely out of line. That's why he was immediately in the media room after the game trying to do some damage control, apologizing. You didn't hear him apologize to Rudy Gobert in the aftermath of that incident. He apologized to Yusuf Nurkic. He did get defensive, though, about this idea that this was similar to what happened with Gobert. With Gobert, he made a bad decision to go in there and jump on him. He seemed to con- he continued to suggest that this was just a basketball move, that he was kind of flailing to sell a foul. And I can tell you the league didn't buy that, and I didn't buy that. Like that, you know, Draymond came up and wound up and clocked Yusuf Nurkic across the skull uh, with the side of his forearm. That That's not a, a basketball player trying to sell a basketball play in any stretch. So he's going to have some work to do. Uh, in showing the league that he's ready to get back on the floor. Yeah, and it's uh, and he couldn't use as an excuse that he didn't know Nurkic's whereabouts because he was wearing Nurkic as a cape pretty much the, for the entire uh, sequence where he was yeah, posting up. I had, you know, I had I some mean, people. Yeah, I had some people telling texting me afterwards like, "Look, this, you know, it, it, the foul itself was a modest foul by Yusuf Nurkic. You know, course. the kind of play you see all the time. He had." Kind of a grip on his jersey on the right side. Draymond Green swung, uh, hit him on the other side. Uh, what what people were texting me after the game was, you know, look, Nurkic was kicking his backside in all game long. Like, there was more the frustration that probably had to do with that than anything was happening specifically in that moment. Right, and then to say uh, as well uh, that uh, I'm apologizing for it because I didn't mean to do it. If I meant to do it, I would be unapologetic, which is – Something that if my five-year-old said, Susie and I, my wife and I would sit him down and or her down and say, "What do you, what do you, what are you saying?" Like that, there's a certain thing called remorse and respect and what have you. So I guess my question for you is, is that uh, does anything? Because and I know this is treading into dangerous waters here, or or, or ten, uh, uh, tenuous. That's probably a better word for it, Chris. It is again, it was March and then April and then. November and then December, all in this calendar year. And the Jordan Poole incident that went without him being suspended by his own team. Again, I don't know all the details right there. Is there anything that's that's happened with Draymond Green to cause this string of of acting out in, in ways that are one shocker after another? Chris, it's re- it's really hard to say because I-, I don't know of anything specific going on in the life of Draymond Green sure. that would trigger something like this. Uh, I-, I do think that the frustration level uh, are- within Draymond Green has to be at an all time high for a couple of reasons. One, the Warriors are not very good; like they have been healthy for most of this season, and they have not been very good. Ten and thirteen on the year. Draymond has taken a step back. Clay Thompson has taken a step back. Andrew Wiggins has taken a step back. So this is kind of the you're, you're witnessing sort of the crumbling of the dynasty. And along those same lines, you know, Draymond is not the same type of player. I, I heard Charles Barkley yeah. in an interview recently, you know, talk about how like when he wasn't the same kind of guy, he would lash out in stuff like this. He took a shot at Othella Harrington at the end of his time in Houston because Othella while he wasn't the player that uh, Charles Barkley was, he played harder and was able to do things that Charles couldn't do. So I think that probably plays into it as well. The regression of the Golden State Warriors as a team, 
and the regression of Draymond Green as a player. Yeah, I heard Charles said that. I think it was on DP show, Chris, and then and that was in, on the heels of him um, in in the broadcast where Turner's here and ESPN's there. He screams over at Bob Myers on the ESPN set, you know, like you you left the sinking ship just in time. And I'm sure Draymond hears that, and I'm sure that that all sinks in in that spot, you know, when he's getting frustrated. It's just it, no, it. it yeah, it, it absolutely does. And look, the Warriors are in a difficult position right now. They, they've got Steph Curry still playing at an MVP level, but the rest of these guys are not. And Clay Thompson on an expiring contract has almost no trade value. Draymond Green with four years left on his contract has zero value at this point. Andrew Wiggins looks like the guy we saw kind of struggling through Minnesota and not the guy we saw the last couple of years. So I, I think they're... You know, they're in a predicament where I don't know what writes the ship in Golden State. So uh, before I let you go here, what is the story you're going to be keeping an eye on over the next six weeks to unfold for this season as we, we head into the, the Christmas time era? And then uh, and then obviously the trade deadline coming up after an all star game. What do you what do you what are you keeping an eye on here? Chris. Well, you know, for starters, just exactly what Golden State does off the top, because look, you, you don't trade Steph Curry in season, that's for sure. But at the end of the year, does a discussion take place with a guy who's got two years left on his contract about does he want to be here while this team is going through some kind of rebuild? The more short-term story is, can John Morant save the Grizzlies season? <laughs> Memphis is bad. They're a bad basketball team right now, but we're about, what is it, uh, a week away from John Morant being eligible to return for Memphis. So it'll be very interesting to see if just injecting him back into the lineup puts a Grizzlies team that look believed it had, you know, finals potential just months ago, if he can make a difference this late in the season. And then any other conversation about Jokic getting ejected in, uh, in, in Eastern conference arenas where he's only there one time and fans in Detroit and fans in Chicago, Chicago fans there for Serbia night. Uh, he gets a one technical ejection. And what, what's the conversation you're hearing on that front? Officially? Yeah, that's tough. I, I don't hear a lot about, you know, and it, it is sort of strange, the, the cities that it's happened in and the circumstance. And look, Jokic has had a very un-Jokic-like stretch as of late. He hasn't been playing his best basketball, so maybe some frustration settles in hmm. for him as well. But look, he, you know, overall, you're going to see Jokic back in the MVP conversation over the next couple of months. And if you're talking about a team to beat, Rich, it's still the Denver Nuggets, you know, at the top of that totem pole. Chris, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it, brother. You be well. You got it. That's at SI Chris Mannix, bringing his expertise as an insider and former ball boy here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Wild. Who wants curry? Is that what he basically kind of said? That's in the ether if the Warriors continue to struggle? There won't be an in-season thing. I could but think of like 31 teams, uh, 32. Uh, that, yeah. Two years left on a contract, too. Yeah. You bring them and you basically say, I'll, we'll rip that up. Can you rip it up? I don't know the CBA rules. Rip right. it up and give them a new one. And uh, and you're you're now here for the rest of your career. It's been the rumors of LeBron wanting him for a while. Uh, so. LeBron can say whatever he wants. That There's a team in New York uh, City that should have drafted him years ago. I was at that draft. Well, as a you you of fact. were, right? Yeah. So there's two things we learned that he was at um, <laughs> in this show. Um, one, that he was at that draft. Yep. And another one, I had no idea. And Susie has already texted me. She would like to delve deep into this subject when she's in this chair tomorrow. You were near North Korea once. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. DMZ. She texts me. She's like, did DMZ? TJ just say he was right near North Korea? Yeah, he did. And then there's photo proof of that. Yeah. As well. Okay. So, He's right in front of From that. North Korea to El Segundo. Hey, yeah. from... I've been there before, man. Okay. From Monaco to North Korea and else. All right, phone calls in my top five list, baby. Top five most intriguing matchups for week number 15. That's coming up as we finish up this Thursday program. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back on the Rich Eisen Show, AutoZone wants you to make sure you listen to tonight's NFL Thursday night game as well as every single broadcast of the NFL on Westwood One. You could stream it for free, sponsored by AutoZone. Just tell Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or listen to every Westwood One broadcast on the NFL Live on the NFL app or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's go to Jimmy in San Antonio, our buddy Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? Jimmy. ¿Qué pasó, hermanos? What's on your mind, sir? What's up, brother? I want to say hi to TJ and Del Tufo, first of all. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey, Jimmy. Hola, Jimmy. And then Brockman and Rich, I got something for you. But first, did you... Play something that DK Metcalf turned 26 today. He did. He does. So, so some dude 18 years older than DK grew up listening to you. That's <laughs> you liked that one the other day, huh, Jimmy? You heard that one? Some guy who sounded like he was eight says, uh, "I grew up listening thought, to you," and I'm like, "How old are you?" He said 44. I'm like, "Okay." I, I swear, I thought he had a paper route. I was shocked too when he said 44. Okay. I know. Okay, Brockman, I need you to step up with me, brother. Oh, oh. Shot? It's time It's time for old coaches to go. Popovich is done in San Antonio. Come on, man. You just sound like now, a I can, four I can or five give you extension. different reasons why. You can't tell the fans to not boo the opposition. I heard that yeah, when that he was with Kawhi really coming back. I know yeah, he grabbed he the, mic the mic like it was Sam Weich. I saw that one. We were on break, I think. When that happened, every every city has their identity, and San Antonio's identity at the heart is a little Latina woman that will hit you with a chancla in your head. <laughs> and he told her no, and you don't do that, and he keeps losing. 
and you think he's lost this city. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Let's, I, I, I couldn't imagine a better guy to have uh, Wembanyama's um, important first season in his hands and, and the growth coming. But, you you but, just, but Rich, he, I don't know, he's man. Not, he's not worried about winning. He's worried about making these guys good men, which is not a problem, but do that off the clock. I need some wins. Mm. Let's do something. R.C. Buford, you've been a great GM. Get after it. We have draft picks. We might have the number one pick with the way we're going. It's time to get to work. Jimmy, thanks for the call, brother. How about that? He did. Well. Hmm. Just like Belichick, right? Yeah. Where you're just sitting here oh, saying, we don't know what's gonna I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I don't know. How about Ron Washington, you know, in his 70s? Hey, man, congrats. You're a manager again. You lost Otani. <laughs> right? Yeah. Otani, by the way, I think he's being introduced today here in Los Angeles as a Dodger. Get ready, guys. Buckle Get up. ready. Get ready. It's just You're going to see him there in the Dodger blue, and it is going to be jarring. Well, and get used to it. Did you hear in his contract that he can get out of his contract yes. if the majority owner or uh, Andrew, Andrew Friedman, Friedman lose their gigs? Mm-hmm. He can walk at the end of that year. And if you're the GM or if you're Andrew Friedman of the Dodgers, uh, you know what I'm doing? I am, I am parking wherever the hell I want. <laughs> I, 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 am, I, might drive, I might drive right up to the front gate and just, just, and just leave my car there just and flip the, the keys at anybody and say, just leave it there. <laughs> and then I'm going to go into the Dodger Club and I'm grazing. I am going to graze. I'm just going to take a hot dog here and I'm just going to take my hand and just stick it right in the nuts. Of the mixed Pause. nuts. And I'm going to just take the hands and stick it right, right, in, right in the candy. Right in the candy jar. And just, ah! You're putting your feet on so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit wherever I want. I'm going to put a chair on top of the dugout. What are you going to do about it? Put a chair What do you want to lose, Otani? Yeah, that guy right there. You do whatever you want, Andrew. FL Couch. Leaves with the I mean, you want to talk about Teflon. He's wearing Kevlar. Just whatever you want to do. Wow. I saw that. I'm like, just put your feet up, man. Can I have the entire left field? That's it. That's it. You're like Charlie Sheen sitting out there. Kick everyone out. I'm sitting right here. By myself. What else? <laughs> yep. Is that the greatest? <laughs> like you've got Otani's got your back. That's some I mean, job insurance for you, right? See ya. And it's just not he said it. That's written in the contract. Apparently yeah. is. Yo. I understand if they sell the team and you got a whole different ownership group. Right. But the GM's not going to GM. I mean, that's crazy. Hey man. So all the fans might be calling in locally like Freeman's gotta go. Or pitching stinks. But he this can't guy, go. He's going nowhere. He's going. You know where he's at? He's going to be there. He's the anti-Magic. Magic is sitting there. Oh, he's going to be here. Magic is going to come out and make that sound bite. (laughs) Oh, he'll be there. there. Oh, he'll be here. By the way, did anyone check Magic's tweet when Otani came? No, I know no, I did. Oh, I did. It was it, 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 was, it, was, it was straight up. I was yeah. congratulating the yeah. you know his the fellow his, yeah his fellow there. the ones who got it done. <laughs> Hell yeah, he's doing that. I saw that. I'm like, this is the greatest day in the history of generally and managing all of it. All right, I've got a top five list. Let's hey. hit it. Let's hit it. Going out the door. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. Here we go, everybody. My top five most intriguing matchups of week 15. Oh, yeah. I'm starting in Lambeau Field. The Green Bay Packers, after taking Tommy DeVito's right cross, taking it right in the chops, here comes Baker friggin' Mayfield. My guy, 
He's coming to plant the Tampa Bay flag right in the middle, right on that G. And that OG is coming to Green Bay. Could you imagine Green he gives Bay, the Bucks a win here? They're 7-7, seven and seven, and he's already talking about, I have found a home. I have found a home, and it is Tampa Bay, and I am going to win this division. I am planting a flag. And by the way, last time he played here, he played for Cleveland on a Christmas day, and he balled out, and he threw an interception at the end because Donovan Peoples-Jones got grabbed. I'll cape for you, Browns fans, and yeah. there was no flag. Yeah. That was a big game against Aaron Rodgers. And he's like, Aaron Rodgers, that's Jordan Love. I got this. And Jordan Love's like, okay, didn't play my best game, but guess what? We are going to be 7-7. Seven and seven. I'm not going to have this tie break against us if the Bucs don't win their division. It's a big football game between two 6-7 and seven teams. Very big. Number four on this list is the Saturday night game as part of the triple header on NFL Network, Broncos and Lions. Hey, Lions, this is it. You're going home, and you... You need this one. I know it's not a, a conference game, but they're, the Vikings are sitting there. I mean, could you imagine Big Nick Mullins tries to come and win this division? You're opening a door here that you don't want open, even slightly ajar, okay? And you want to you want, you want to be something other than the three seed? You want to get up to the two seed? You want to start restoring the roar here from the first half of the season? Win this football game, and then Russell Wilson's coming in. Seven and six. They are in a mosh pit in the AFC playoff race. And by the way, have a shot to win the division. They are one game behind the Chiefs, guys. I know. And so they could win this football game. It would be huge. They'd go home on Christmas Eve night. I'm calling that game Broncos versus New England. Can the Broncos go on a playoff run starting right now? Or they actually start about a month ago, but finish this run. That's number four on the list. Number three on the list is the uh, final game of the week. Uh, pardon me. No, the, uh, the the final game was Sunday night. It's Sunday night football. It's the Ravens and Jaguars. Jaguars have lost two in a row. What's going on with these Jaguars? No is there any chance in heck that the Texans can win their game with Davis Mills if they play and they win and then suddenly they're tied again with Jackson, uh, Jacksonville and Houston because the Ravens are coming in? Or are the Ravens going to come in and get the Jaguars' best shot and the Jaguars plant their feet down and say, we blew the one seed last time we were on this field by giving Jake Browning a bust in Canton. And no, sir, not here, Lamar Jackson. And keep this one seed as an open question in the AFC a little bit more with the Jaguars having a chance to get it because they would have a huge tiebreak on the Ravens here. Let's see what happens on Sunday Night Football. Then there's the Monday Nighter, the first ever flexed into existence Monday Night Football game. It is the Eagles and the Seahawks. Seahawks have lost four in a row. Do they need this one? Oh, that's a rhetorical question. This is it. A.J. Brown and D.K. on this. A.J. and D.K. on the same field. Some of the best physical receivers this game has. Playmakers all over the Philadelphia lot that have not played well for weeks. We had Nick Sirianni on yesterday's program. Seek it out if you didn't see it on our YouTube page or on the Rich Eisen Show Roku Collection page. Go check it out. It was a great conversation. He knows it. He knows it. Got to take care of business in this one. The Philadelphia Eagles have the ability to win out and win the East and maybe win the one seed because of their conference record. This would defray it. Losing this one in Seattle. Huge game. And then number one, we all know what it is. I understand. You could say it. It's the varsity. It's <laughs> Dallas rampaging into western new york taking on the team that you can make a great argument 
has been playing the best football in the American Football Conference over the last month. Josh Allen and Dak Prescott, two of the best in the business, managing the game to some, but to me, they are red-hot quarterbacks. You could make the case they're the two hottest quarterbacks in the NFL right now as well. Brock Purdy aside, I can't wait for this one. The Bills have a shot to win the division. They win out and get a little help from uh, maybe even Dallas taking on Miami later on. They could win the division. And then the Cowboys can win the one seed. This is huge. That's my number one. You think we need one I'll more? give you one more. All right, we'll get one more. There's an I in my first and last names. So I'm going to say the one more is the game I'm calling. <laughs> and, 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 and also, it's two seven and six teams, folks. Yep. Yep. They're seven and eight. I mean, there's currently, pardon me, six and seven in the wild card race. Okay. They're seven and six, and they need to win it. And it's on the line. And I cannot wait to call it with Kurt Warner. That is my top five most intriguing matchups of week one five right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie will be in this chair tomorrow. I'll be zooming in for what's more likely, Chris. Uh, her guest, uh, zooming in, his name is Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, her. Oh. Well, I do believe you said the last time uh, chastised you for interrupting Susie, oh, yeah. correct? <laughs> he was like, TJ, don't interrupt me, Susie. Okay. I was like, hey. Oh, and we'll find, out, we'll, we'll find out if anybody ever once took his game basketball. <laughs> I doubt it. As well. <laughs> I mean, no, no. <laughs> and, of course, so much more. Uh, that'll be on Friday's edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I'll be zooming in from Indianapolis. And that will wrap up this edition. Thanks to Mike Florio and Joe Mixon and Chris Mannix for being guests here. We'll wrap this show on the Roku channel in a moment.